Hey everyone, Ryan with the I'd Like a Refund podcast here. As a listener of the show, you know that we love to talk about movies, both good and absolutely terrible. But in terms of new movies, we haven't had too many new films to watch until recently. During the theater closures due to COVID, good films weren't readily available to us. Many worried that they would have to discover new hobbies with all this time at home, like reading a book or exercising. But through the shadows of darkness, an old friend emerged to save us all. And that friend is television. to this week's special edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Ryan here. Joining me, as always, Joel. What's good, my buddy? How we doing? Hey, guys. This is Joel. Uh, joining me today is my co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. I can't complain. You know, been busy, busy couple of days. It feels like, I don't know why, but it feels like I know it's only been a week it since last time It feels like I only go backwards. Uh, don't forget to don't forget to welcome Cameron this week because you forgot didn't. last time. No, I didn't. I didn't forget. I got steamrolled after the introduction last week. That's not true. That's kind of that true. Simply, that's simply okay. not true. It's simply it's the simply, best. That's simply lemonade. No, we don't promote them anymore. Okay. Yeah, that's not allowed until they respond to our emails. But you know who would promote them? Is Cameron. This buddy of... Oh. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say, Cameron? I was going to say this buddy of mine. Is it Who Cameron? likes lemonade. It could Is be. It? Sure. All right. Well, let's find out if it is. Look Cameron. at it. He, he, hold on. Let's, 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 he's like, he's about to fall into his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Cameron. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to say, I hadn't gotten an introduction yet. You guys are talking about me, but you had introduced to me oh you know well the show doesn't really start until you're introduced i'm looking incredibly homeless lately oh well that's that's unfortunate (laughs) better than like not incredibly homeless like just like averagely homeless (laughs) yeah i had scheduled a um a haircut this week did you go did you go into the salon and nobody had a mask on so you walked out yep that's what happened oh wow it's like you heard that story ryan it's crazy how'd i do that so, I was actually going to get a haircut. Last time I had a haircut was November of 2019. Just that cut was, your own hair off. That was the before times. Yeah. Typically, I get a... Um, a perm. Well, typically, every time I go through like a, a breakup, I cut my hair. Oh, no. So, we don't need to have this conversation. <laughs> well, in November is when I, of 2019. That's when I broke up with my college yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we were all there. And, oh, I mean, I wasn't like there, but we were there. We were there in spirit. But then, you know, things have been good since then, so I haven't cut my hair. So look at that. You know, look at that. Wait, so wait, so that means you went in to Stay go get your winning. haircut. Does that mean something bad happened? <laughs> no, it just was too long. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> that was like, a good point. Just, 
Yeah. That was a good well, point. Well, that, that is definitely how you made this sound. Like, yeah, Well, was. I guess I didn't. Yeah, I guess. I, I Okay, so yeah. So, But that's the thing is nothing bad has happened since November of 2019. Uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But, you know, um, it was just kind of the situation where I was like, huh, well, I haven't had a breakup in a while, so I uh, got to so cut, cut my hair. my <laughs> hair. Yeah. That was an adventure of a story that you had us come in with. I love that. Well, Cameron, I think this is something that you should touch on here because for many of you listening right now, you might have noticed coming into this episode, there's no movie that we're talking about this week. Now, why is that, Cameron? What are we doing instead? Well, we were talking about we wanted, you know, we wanted to take a week off from talking about, you know, bad movies because we talk about bad movies all the time. And we were thinking, well, let's do something fun. Let's do something that we enjoy, you know, talking about something a little bit different. And Joel and Ryan gave me all of these, you know, possible choices of things we could do and um one thing they mentioned was talking about television shows. And uh, I know that in our um, rec- weekly recommendations, most of the times we're supposed to be talking about movies, but I have had such a love for television shows lately um, that I've been actually recommending TV shows. It's been mini series. So they're kind of like long movies, um, but I broad church isn't really a mini series. Well, was, the first season was made as a mini series, right? But then they did a second, but one, then they so. did more. So yeah. if you do own more than one season, I would say it's just like, I would call big little too. lies, a mini series as well. well they prob- from what I hear, they should have stopped after one season. I like so. the second season, but Hey man, if, if Meryl wants to make a TV show, with you, that's you just exactly do it. it. You do it. So, um, but you know, especially this quarantine, uh, this past, you know, past year, uh, I watched a ton of TV shows. I mean, a ton of television, way more than movies. And so, uh, and I've really, really got grown to love television almost, maybe almost as much as movies and in some ways more than movies, but you know, movies also have a certain thing that, you know, that television can't have. So, uh, but I, yeah, let's talk about TV. Well, that that's an interesting point that you bring up. Joel. Of the three of us here, you were probably, I would consider, the least TV guy of the group. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yeah, I would have thought so. Is there a reason that maybe you kind of veer more towards film than television when it comes to your pop culture and your media intake? Is there any rhyme to that reason? Honestly, and it's it's not really a great answer. Um, I just, I, I genuinely don't have the time, nor do I make the time for TV. Um, you're like, even when I have, you're the like, biggest, you're the biggest sports guy out of the group, too, so you spend a lot of time watching that. Yeah, a lot of times, like, if I'm watching, I mean, there's a game on right behind me right now. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm watching TV, it's usually because I'm watching a game of some kind. Right. But, like, besides just that, any free time I have, I'm, like, usually trying to do something like that's why like even like watching like like i don't watch anywhere near as many movies as you guys do a year like you guys spend a lot of time in the theater would i like to spend more time in the theater yeah sure but at the same time like there's so many things that i'm trying to do just constantly whether it's like oh i, I want to go hiking this weekend or oh i wanted to go uh drive out to the beach this weekend or oh i need i was gonna go golfing this week like anytime i have free time it's not free for very long because i pack it in with something you know and so with films, it's a little bit easier because I can dedicate that time. Like, yes, one of the things I'm going to fill this empty space with is going to go to the theater and watch something. But 
I don't find the same joy in being like, oh, I'm going to fill the free time I have sitting here watching a TV series, you know? And that's not to say I don't watch TV. Like, there are some shows that I somewhat keep up with or will watch, but like you mentioned, I'm definitely the, the one of the three of us that watches the least television. It's really different because when you're going to the theater, it's usually like a mini event that you're putting together with at least one other person typically okay ryan people no like i've gone to the movies by myself too i'm just saying like i go to the movies by myself t- typically yeah i do it too yeah but typically when you it. go when you go to the movies it's more more of a event type of thing that you're doing as opposed it's, to watching it's it's something show. you're do- yeah like you're going like, you're going out of your way you're to gonna go, go do, do something yeah, yeah, right like right. if if someone says like what are, oh what are you doing this weekend like you you'll be like that's something people say like i'm gonna go to the movies you know, but like no one says like I'm gonna watch TV. They say, oh, I'm just gonna stay home. Yeah, and you end up you watching know? TV while you're home. And then well, yeah, and, the, and then staying home could entail watching TV. But like, and not to say there aren't people like that because I do have friends who will be like, oh, I'm gonna stay home and watch some TV this weekend, or oh, I'm gonna catch up on some shows this weekend. You know, but I feel yeah. like like you mentioned, watching a movie is more of an event. Like it is it is an activity. Activity. How many T's are in there? It is an activity to go watch a film. It's a boom. T- it's, it's a boom. T- t- it's interesting you say that because I almost feel like there is a negative connotation if you ask someone what they're going to do and they're going to be like oh yeah i'm just going to watch some tv it seems like a it la- is yeah yeah it seems like a, a much lazier thing to do than to be like oh yeah i'm gonna go see a movie you right know? It's, but it's the same thing it's the same thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again i think i think it's that like that actual act of going to the movies whereas when we're watching tv we're just sitting at home you know, yeah, like if, yeah. if you were to be like, oh, I'm going to a theater for a screening of all of season one of so-and-so show, then it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah, that's an event. Like, you're doing this, you know. But, but yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I think, I, I, know, I think for me as well, like, I, I, I didn't used to watch as much TV as I watch now. And that's for, you know, obviously this past year we had nothing – you know, we weren't really getting too many new movies. Um, you know, we were getting new titles. Not any shows. worth watching, really. Yeah, not many worth watching. Um, I mean, seriously, the amount of movies I watched in, like, the weeks, the couple of weeks up to the um, Academy Awards this year was probably more movies than I watched in the entire previous mm-hmm. year. Yeah, same. Um, but I watched a ton of television. I mean, I watched a ton of television. Some of it was, you know... You know, I would like prestige television. I could say like the Queen's Gambit or um, Devs or you know something like that. Um, and I've all I also watched a lot of like trashy television, like um, Ninety Day Fiance. Ended up watching a lot of Ninety Day Fiance. Um, but I I think the thing that and you know not just saying that just recently I found that, but especially this past year realizing the stories that can be told through the medium of television are just so much more in depth and there's so much more at play um, than when it comes to films. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's a bad, you know, anything against movies. I love movies. Movies are my favorite things in the world. Trust me. I, if I could either work on film or television, I'd want to work on film um, but I think it's a very, they offer very different experiences, you know, film can be cinematic in a way that television can't, 
um, because you know your budget is in an hour and a half to two and a half hours compared to a television show where you've got to spread that budget around you know eight to 13 episodes uh, but television can tell stories and you know have characterizations that are much much deeper yeah because you think of like a lot of these shows that are on like these major streaming services their episodes run anywhere from like 40 minutes to an hour typically mm-hmm. if your if your season is eight episodes that's anywhere from six to eight hours of content whereas one film like let's say you're doing a trilogy think of like a film trilogy your first movie is your first season your first season would be two hours as opposed to your first season being at least six hours there's Mm -hmm. just so much more you can do you can get more in depth with Mm -hmm. your characters your storyline you make everything just hit a little harder as you watch it and that's why it seems like so many of these actors and directors that we're familiar with are starting to migrate their way to tv in some form why do we think that's do we think that it's just because they're able to tell better stories you think there's another reason behind it? obviously money's a factor but most of these people money is going to be a factor no matter what projects they want to do so i'm curious to see like what why do we think more people are going the route of tv if you'd name any actor almost any of them have been on a tv show at this point i mean i think there's a handful of reasons and i think you touched on one of them you know it's they have a little bit more room for i don't want to say creativity but more room to tell their story there's there's a much a much larger palette or uh, canvas that they're painting you know what i mean and and over the course of you know however many episodes 10 episodes eight episodes whatever it might be um i think for some of them it's just that sort of challenge aspect like this is something different like i want to i want to try this you know this is new and not necessarily that it is literally a challenge for them because these people are so talented that it's just like oh yeah i'm just taking this step over and trying a new a new way of doing things uh but just literally that getting the chance to try something new um but also like we have to think about like the fact that we're in this second golden age of television right now with all these streaming services and like the amount of content that's being put out is just it, so much more than ever before you know it's like yeah. you have it's network weekly. television but then you also have you know the shows that Netflix is releasing and Disney Plus is releasing and Hulu and, you know, wherever, whoever else is releasing television shows. It's like all these different shows, you know, there's Paramount Plus that that's releasing specific shows. And so there's more opportunity there. And kind of like you were touching on like money, like yeah. if Netflix can nab, you know, oh, we just got, you know, who paul thomas anderson to direct a tv series for us you know it's like people are going to be like whoa like i really want to watch that you know they're going to be drawn to that and these streaming services are king right now you know as we i mean we even see them do what they're doing in the film industry and so people are always trying to you know be ahead of the game and i think with the way things are going streaming television especially is something that people are going to want to be part of you know well yeah i mean look at how many new ones have just popped up in the last like two years or so it's like yeah. Disney, yeah. disney plus uh cbs all access paramount plus hbo max getting their revision like for a while there it was really just netflix was the king and then hulu was where you would go to watch your network television shows mm-hmm. that you didn't watch the night before then amazon got into the game and they had some major hits early on and everybody started realizing like yo oh this is this is where we're heading now like the cord cutting is a real thing like the whole time i've lived in los angeles i've never had cable and i've never wanted it because there's so much you know you know if you're home there's so much you can watch just on these streaming services and i think i actually almost texted you last night to put something on your tv and then i was like he doesn't have cable oh what was it 
uh, National Treasure and Book of Secrets were playing back to back, and then like two channels above it, they were playing all the Avengers movies in order, and then like what there was like something else like Into the Spider Verse was on like in there somewhere. Oh there was like this, there was like this like core of like three or four channels that was just going off, and I was like, wow, I can yeah. change any channel right now and just but it, be in a good movie. It's funny you bring all those up though, because with the streaming services, I could still watch any of those. You could have been like, hey, hey Ryan, National Treasures <laughs> right. on this yeah. channel, check it out, and be like, oh, I don't have that, but I'll just go to Disney Plus and watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like Cameron, what do you think? Like, do you think there's any other reasons why TV's kind of jumping the film yeah. industry a little bit? One hundred percent. It's because um, directors, writers are given a huge amount of autonomy um, when it comes to Netflix. When it comes to these streaming service television, you know, these streaming service shows. When you have something, when we think about the risk factor of a Netflix or, you know, of a television show, of a streaming show versus the risk factor of a film, there is a lot less risk when it comes to making a television show that's going to be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, um, HBO Max, right? You, you really you really think so? Oh, I know so. I Because the, because the way that the the way that these things okay so ryan let's say you make a movie for 20 million dollars okay it's a cheap movie but yeah okay, okay let's let's go with let's go with something more realistic these days 50 million dollars okay sure. 50 okay. okay yeah yeah we could say like that's my small indie project worth 50 million <laughs> yeah, small budget. Really. no i feel like the conjuring movies probably no, have I think around yeah you know, i just watched that um, Green, did, so. how, really how was it pretty good i liked yeah. it. this is my first conjuring movie so i, so, I enjoyed it so let's go with that movie but let's say you okay. know it's it's you know not necessarily conjuring but like an unknown horror movie right you spend 50 sure. million dollars on it um you don't know how it's going to perform you're a brand new you know you're an original film you spend 50 million dollars you release it to theaters you make 30 million dollars okay on it 30 million dollars total not 30 you don't get you don't gross eight, 30 yeah. you don't all right um yeah, your you total, gross your total, 30 million. Yeah, your total gross is 30 million. Um, all right. It's not good. It's not what you want. No, it, it's not good. You you lose at least $20 million, right? Oh, it, it, but yeah, way more than way that. Way more but. than that. But, like, uh, you know, uh, okay. Now, let's say you make a television show, an eight-episode television show. It's a horror show, and okay. it costs, you know, $50 million, the same amount, right? Very expensive okay. show. Um, but you release it to Netflix, and no one watches it. Right. Guess what? Netflix doesn't isn't worried about the money losing any money. No, no, that's a fair point. Yeah, because they because they already have the subscribers. The reason why the reason why Netflix why they they make these shows is to bring in more subscribers that aren't with the, the that's the push for all of these streaming services to have that exclusive show that everyone wants to see, right? Um, it's why people got HBO, and then the moment. Game of Thrones ended, they stopped, you know, they canceled their HBO subscriptions. Um, they need to have that show that makes people come to them. If you release a show and people don't like it or people don't think it's good, do you think anyone is going to cancel their Netflix subscription because of your, you know, because of your $50 million horror show? I don't think there's a single show on Netflix that could get somebody to 
cancel their subscription yeah. if they stop watching. Even like Stranger Things, which is like their biggest show right yeah. now. I think if people are like, oh yeah, Stranger Things is over, I better cancel my Netflix. I don't think that would ever happen. Yeah, and and so their their shows they're just bringing in. There's a there's a lot less risk that goes into it because they have this constant stream of money inflow of cash flow, right? Movies. They don't have that. If your movie bombs, you lost that money. There's no chance of making that money back, which is why I think creators are so prone. They're so, uh, you know, we see a lot of them moving to television because they're allowed to tell the story that they want to without too much, you know, producer or production company intervention uh, because no matter what, it's not going to be uh you know they might lose a little bit but it's 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 a much less riskier investment well especially in terms of the creative because if you're a director and of a movie that bombs like if you're josh trank and your fan and your fan four stick movie completely bombs we don't hear from you again uh at least not in anything worthwhile for quite some time if you're a showrunner on one of these streaming services and your show doesn't perform up to expectations it's just like cool i'll just make another one and somebody will buy it so i think i think it's much more likely you guys might disagree i think it's much more likely that a showrunner for a streaming service television show or even a network television show is much more likely to keep getting more work look at chuck lorry like chuck lorry how many shows does that guy produce at this point like it's an insane amount and not all of them are good but if he hits on one like one every 10 years that guy's set for life he just keeps working and Chuck Lorre has shows every. He has shows on everything. Yeah, he uh, has shows you network, don't even know are his shows. Um, you know, network. Uh, he's he's got the Kaminsky method on yeah. Netflix. He had um, that Kathy Bates one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got shows everywhere. Right. So it's just more HBO shots on goal. Max. I mean, yeah, and and so I for one am a huge fan of streaming services because they bring shows that i don't think would have really a chance anywhere else if it wasn't for these streaming services and yeah. joel i have i've been talking for a while i don't know if you uh want to chime in at all no i w- i went first you were you were answering the same question i already answered yeah yeah, yeah. and you know one thing i'll um one thing i'll say uh about all of these streaming services is that we're getting we're getting content we would have not never have gotten before if it wasn't for you know amazon hulu netflix hbo max because when you think when you think about prestige quality television right and let's go let's go back before you know even like netflix was doing you know their own original shows or whatever when you think of like legitimate quality television there's like one channel that you would that at least i would think of and it that's hbo, HBO. Yeah, exactly yeah, HBO. right it's hbo amc came in and they you know obviously they they had some hard hitters you know they had um breaking bad and you know walking mad dead. men and walking dead, was huge. walking dead and the killing and um you know and they started off pretty hot but uh, you know and then showtime maybe had some shows but it was really hbo was the place for quality television right i don't know i maybe quality is not the right word well there was but like prestige television, television you know what I mean? yeah like the uh, higher yeah, budgeted I mean, ideas were on HBO. sorry go ahead joel 
No, I was gonna say I, I I agree with Ryan there. Like, even like the word like prestige television. I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I think maybe there is a different word for it. You know, but like like Ryan's saying, like television with a much higher production value. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not it's not network TV. Um, premium television. Yeah, I think, yeah. premium is yeah. a better yeah, premium. maybe a better. Yeah, nothing against you know. Uh, net- right. No. Totally. Totally. Yeah, um, you can't do shows like Watchmen or Game of Thrones, anything like that, on network no, television because yeah. the budgets are too high. So I think that's what you're saying, and I agree with you on that. I just yeah, the, and the lingo is different. And you know, because you think of you think of Netflix, right? Their first original show was House of Cards. Mm-hmm. It, um, did, did that one come before Orange Is the New Black? It was close, right? Were, yeah, I think it was released slightly before Orange Is the New Black. Okay. Um, that was big time TV when that show came out. Too. And that show was, could you like, it, like think of that time frame? Could you imagine House of Cards on any other channel except for HBO? It's like House of Cards Thursdays on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. It, it very yeah, totally. much like it. It's absolutely it would be like HBO, like you said, possibly Showtime. You know, but like that's totally like an HBO show. I mean, it's got David Fincher. He directed the the yeah, pilot, you, you know. He's he's you know not a showrunner, but he's super big on the show, and it, it, you wouldn't see that on anything other than HBO. No. And so now you have people, and you know the first two seasons of House of Cards are excellent. Uh, you are. know the rest of it is we not. Don't talk, yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't you know. I just stopped. I stopped watching it. I, I, Me too. I fell asleep to or on episode two of season three like three times, and then it was finally like I was just like you know what like. I don't think it's meant to be. Like, I'm just done. You How many know? seasons are there? Four or five? No, I think there's six. There's six? I watched everything except the last season. I just didn't watch the last one. Yeah, and, you know, it's because it, it's got, bad. it got bad. I think it's it was bad. six. Yeah, it's um, six episodes. Um, but, you know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe I made it to season four or five. The thing with that remember. show is, like, the whole point of that show was Frank Underwood's rise rising through the ranks and becoming right. the president. Yeah. And at the end of season two, he becomes the president. And it's like, oh, okay, so yeah. he, he did it. Yeah, it's like what Alfred Hitchcock says about like the bomb, right? Yeah, yeah. It's only interesting, you know. The story is about the bomb before it goes off. Once the bomb goes off, no one cares anymore. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Um, which you know, yeah, they should have ended with season two. But you know, again, that that you're seeing the show that's HBO quality, not an HBO, and then you know all, and then that was kind of the start of it, and so. Um, I think that, the, and now we have all of these massively, you know, successful and excellent, wonderful shows that, um, you know, a great example is The Queen's Gambit, right? Queen's Gambit is yeah. definitely, definitely feels like an HBO type show. Yeah. Um, Netflix show, obviously. If you had, yeah, if you had told somebody The Queen's Gambit was a miniseries on HBO, they'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they'd one, they'd one hundred percent believe you. But that would have been fifteen years ago. Now it's like a miniseries can be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can put them on any of these things. Do you think that there are some there like some streaming services that are? Let's ask the guy driving by Joel's house. <laughs> in his no, it's actually, it's actually the helicopter that's about to land at the hospital. That's like oh, less than okay. a mile from oh, me. Oh, nice. So that might be kind of loud for a little bit. No, it sounds that's like fine. it sounds it's quiet. Do you guys have a, a streaming service that you prefer their exclusive shows from? I mean, I don't. It's hard for me, you know, because like I said, I mean, I don't really watch a lot of TV, but like, I mean, I guess technically it's HBO Max. HBO Max. Jesus, man. I'm just like throwing extra letters and everything. (laughs) Uh, I guess it's technically HBO Max now, but like I love Westworld, you know, so there's that. I'm huge. 
I did like season three better than I liked season two. Nowhere near as much as I liked season no, one. That, like season show, one was yeah. like way up here. Yeah. And then it's like season three, drop season off. two. I am, all good. But I didn't yeah. finish season two. Season two was a complete mess in my Season opinion. two was, yeah, it was not great. <laughs> oh, it was so um, hard to watch. Season three, it, it was a lot of fun. It's just like, not to go too far into the tangent here, but like, it's no longer Westworld, you know, because yeah. they're not at Westworld not anymore, which they is like, which is like, yeah, which was cool because it's like, oh, I recognize that and I recognize that, I recognize that. Yeah. but like for me who loves Westerns, it was like, that was part of the appeal of, you yeah. know, the initial first series or the first season was, it was, it was all the first Western, season was you know? so good. I still would have oh, liked crazy. if they checked out some of those other worlds that are in the park, but yeah. The, I'm the hoping maybe element. we will get something, you know, at some point. I mean, they, hint, that, they but... hint at it in season two a yeah. lot and then in season three, we don't do it. But it's okay. See, it I, didn't, I didn't watch season three at all. I guess I didn't even finish season two. It was like my issue with the second season of Westworld is that the first season they were upset because people had figured it out before it ended. And so the second season, they're like, let's try to make it as crazy and as nonsensical as possible. That way no one can follow along. The first season, the the narrative, like, like the um, narrative structure made sense for the story in the second season it felt like they were just like messing with structure purely yeah. just to be like oh well you don't know what's going on haha ha. Yeah, which season weird. three kind of gets like a bit hectic like that too but i think they do a better job of pulling it all together i don't know if you would agree ryan uh, yeah they rain they rein it in a little bit more compared to the second season but it it almost feels like a different show in the third season it does it definitely does and i still enjoy so it good. it just it just definitely yeah, feels like it's a still much good it's just not one. as good as it was so um but to rein you back in so you're saying like hbo is probably where you would go to answer cameras i mean question. i guess because it's just that show but i was gonna say like i mean i watch mandalorian well yeah i was on gonna disney plus I, yeah, I was gonna go here because it's tough because disney plus probably has the content that i'm looking most forward mm. to in terms of what's coming out or what's announced but the thing that's interesting is like you look at a Disney Plus or like CBS All Access or Paramount Plus when these new services come out, a lot of the stuff they're releasing is like junk. It's a lot of bad stuff. Like we don't think about that with Netflix or Amazon Prime or HBO yeah. anymore because <laughs> there's like, so yeah. there's so much content that you you can weed out the good stuff and you know with these new like disney plus we're like oh well i want to watch disney plus because you know they have wandavision and mandalorian and clone wars and um F captain america and the winter soldiers like i love all those shows they're all great but then you look at what else is there it's like oh i would be done watching stuff on here after like two or three weeks yeah. like and then i'm out so you know then is an amazon prime more appealing than a disney plus probably because you could find you could find more good quality that you could watch. Like yeah. Amazon Prime, I think, has some of the best shows that have been made in the last ten years. You know, between between uh, Fleabag and Mar Marvelous Miss mm. Maisel, mm. I think The Boys is one of the best shows going right now. Like, there's so much good content on you, there, and that's not even I've already not mentioned like a ton of other great things on their platform. Whereas with Disney Plus, I could rattle off all the good stuff and be done. Yeah, I mean, you you bring up a good point. Uh, you know. Thing a great example would be like um, Sweet Tooth that came out this pr yeah. past Friday, right? If this was on, if Sweet Tooth was on Disney Plus, it would be like 
the build-up for that. You're like, yeah, oh, they, yeah, they cool. They promote the hell out of it. Yeah, we got we got Sweet Tooth. Yeah, here's eight weeks of this show or whatever. Netflix is just another show, and then once you're done, you're like, oh, yeah, now, you know, I've got a bunch of other shows I well, can Well, that just happened now. with another show on Netflix. I don't know if you guys even heard of this show. It's called Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like a superhero show, and I watched it, like, the first week it came out, and I thought it was pretty good. It was decent. But it just got, it just got canceled. Yeah. Like, and that was a two hundred million dollar show. Yeah. For their first season. That's crazy. So it's like, yeah, with like, like, but to your point, with Disney, like, if that was their show, they would have marketed the hell out of that so much that it would have kept going regardless of how good it was. Whereas with Netflix, like we touched on earlier, they're putting out something new every week or every yeah. other week. So if something falters, they're they don't market a lot of their stuff. Like, some of their best content people still haven't really heard of it until they get to their second season what are some of their shows that they've marketed the most would you say well besides stranger things yeah um, stranger things is obviously the i don't think there's really anything until you get to their second to the second season like a show like umbrella academy no one's talking about that leading up to their first season then when the second yeah, season comes out you see it everywhere like and even still it's not that high marketed compared to like the boys on amazon or anything on disney I just think Netflix is at that point where they like That's you touched true. on it, they don't really care. Like they're gonna keep churning out new stuff, but the issue with that that I have is that they cancel a lot of stuff prematurely. You look at a show like Glow. Glow I know this is pandemic related, but Glow got cancelled mm, after yeah. three seasons and that was one of their highest performing shows. Um there was so much con- Joel, it looks like you wanted to say something. I'll let you tag in here a little bit. No, I was just gonna say, like you like you were saying with Netflix, you know, it's like, Oh, it just seems like they don't care. I think it's just one of those things where they've gotten to the point where they don't have to promote anything, you yeah. know, like we do it for them. Yeah. You know, like, cause we're always everything, on there. Like, right. Things are so word of mouth nowadays in social media. And, and that's one thing I love about television. Like, and especially this past year, yeah, films, you know, if, if you're not going to a film by yourself, you finish the film and what's the first thing you do when you, when you go to a film with friends, you finish it and you come out and you, you guys talk start about talking about the movie. Right. Yeah. With television, it's a weekly thing or, you know, however the episodes Sometimes. are released, you know? So it's like yeah. if if it's not a show that's like, oh, here's all 10 episodes at once, you know, think of something like The Mandalorian. Like, I genuinely really love that show. And every Friday at midnight, I was watching the new episode. Come, you know, Friday morning, I was talking to whoever's already seen it, you know? And it was like a weekly thing that I looked forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Loki and comes out. Like, this episode art won't be out yet, but when Loki comes out, which is tomorrow night, I will be up at midnight yeah. watching yeah. Loki. Exactly. I can't wait. And and so it's like you, go and you, you get these things, and people start talking about it. Like when when uh, Luke showed up on Mandalorian. Oh, my God. You couldn't go anywhere on social media without no. hearing about it. You know what I mean? That's why like, you have like, to watch that show that night because you will get right. spoiled because it's so popular. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Which, like – what disney plus didn't have to do anything no you know they did not disney plus not once posted anything teasing that luke was going to be there they they post their little things here and there about mandalorian or whatever but it's like the people do the work and it's the same yeah, thing man. for once grogu for show, streaming once services. grogu shows up in the first episode of the first season they don't have to yeah. do any more work it's ball game in. it's yeah. over they're done yeah that show's yeah. got legs you know and like with their marvel shows it's the same thing marvel's I would argue the most popular IP in pop culture right now. And mm-hmm. they don't have, they just have to like, you could throw a billboard in Hollywood and be like, Hey, new show coming out in two months and you're done. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. else. That show's already going to be one of the biggest hits going. So I, I don't, I think Disney plus and like Netflix and all these other, I think some of these streaming services have to do a little more legwork. Um, 
like especially the new ones like i couldn't even tell you a paramount plus or a paramount plus show that's coming out like a new ip show for them i couldn't tell you i mean it's one of those things where the these will these uh streaming services will start it'll be natural selection right it'll be the stuff that naturally starts making or bringing in content that people want to watch those are the ones that are going to succeed are we going to see paramount plus succeed well they got to start bringing in content i mean you know we think about apple tv right i forgot about that i can't i can't tell you what the first thing apple tv oh i can tv was the first thing apple tv was it was morning show it was morning morning show show? yeah it was morning show show. right okay so cool you're starting off with a you know super high uh profile show i wouldn't call it i know you you said you liked it right ryan i really liked morning show yeah i did not like morning show i honestly could not stand that show i think Uh, that show's carried by that like heavy hitter cast that they have if my roommate is listening he's he works on that show so i'm very sorry but (laughs) i don't i think that's not a good show um but apple tv has one of my recent favorite shows ted lasso ted lasso is one of the best shows the last is so ridiculously good and for me it's like i like i never expected that show to be really worth anything i thought it was just going to be another run-of-the-mill comedy ted lasso the character originated on a youtube mockumentary yeah. video that sudeikis put out like seven or eight years ago and then now we're doing a tv show about it and everyone's like what is this yeah like, people a like so- a football coach going to coach soccer and england it's it's like groundbreaking television i mean like you, the heart in that show is crazy i mean you talk about staying up luckily those episodes came out eastern time so it was nine yeah. o'clock here and so i was able anytime you know a new episode came out i was able to watch it at nine o'clock i wouldn't have to stay up super late but that was a show i mean i was looking for i was on the you know the subreddit the r ted lasso subreddit every week seeing everyone's you know um thoughts on the episode interacting with people um yeah, and you know, I I know that they have a bunch of yeah, new content like, I want to yeah, see. Yeah, um, like some of the shows, like just off the top of my head, around like Dickinson, um, uh, mm-hmm. Mythic Quest, Mythic Quest for all, is good. For all mankind, um, what is there? They was have the more. new one with um, defending Jacob. The Chris Evans one yeah. is really good. Uh, to tell the truth, that's the one with Olivia. Uh, um, oh, the Octavia Spencer one. Octa- Olivia, yeah, Olivia. yeah, yeah. I almost said Olivia Butler. I'm an idiot. Olivia. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Octavia Spencer, yeah, and yeah. then there's that new one with Justin Thoreau, The Mosquito Coast. Yeah, my dad watches that. He says it's really good. Yeah, I want to check it out. I like I like Justin Thoreau, but so let's um, let's get the final answers on that question, Cameron posed, and I want to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. If you could pick, if you could only pick one of these streaming services that you could subscribe to, which one would it be? And Joel, I think we know your answer, so we'll throw to you first. Quibi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just to support your guy, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. Um, honestly, no. I think I'd probably pick Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Over HBO Max. I mean, yeah. HBO Max's content library is massive. It's huge. Yeah, we didn't know? even talk about that. Like, they're it's backlog. just. The- it's just the fact that it's like on HBO Max, there's only really one show I watch. I do want to start watching The Flight Attendant, and it's funny you guys talked about Ted Lasso because I actually almost started that this week. I probably will um soon really you'll love it but yeah, yeah it was one that, that when it Joel came out love. yeah like i mean i love jason sudeikis like when it came out it was like i need to watch this and i just didn't and this past week at work like a ton of people talked about it and i was like i need to watch it so because the second yeah, season I mean, comes next month so oh is yeah. it really wow mm-hmm. cool so i'll probably catch up on that so you're oh. going disney plus 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry, I missed it. The Habs just scored and are advancing into the Eastern Conference Final. Way to go, oh, guys. Oh, wow. Who? Um, the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens. Oh. Um, I'll go with Disney Plus, yeah. Okay. Cam, what's your answer? Um, so we're going with streaming services, not specifically the exclusive content. No, just the just okay. the service. Well, then that's easy for me. It's HBO Max. Yeah. Like, I, like, I couldn't... I mean, I can't not watch HBO shows, right? Like, they are just the best quality. I mean, if we're talking purely exclusive content, I'd probably go with Netflix. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. But, but the, HBO, the HBO Max catalog is ridiculous. Yeah, and I there are so many fantastic HBO shows that I would just wish I could watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it would definitely be HBO Max. Plus, I mean, you know, now that we see some of their original stuff coming out uh, their originals are very good i mean the flight descendant was very good and right now hacks is hacks uh, is, is out and it's excellent um so and it's hbo so we know that there's going to be excellent more excellent content on it yeah that's the thing with a couple of these is that you're always going to find something good to watch on them and that's why streaming is taken off the way that it has mm-hmm. um as much as i like really look forward to no no i'm gonna say, yeah disney plus is my answer as well um, it's really close though. It's really tough. I think it's interesting that nobody brought up Netflix, but I think it's Netflix is like that safety blanket one. We're like, Oh, well yeah. you think you'll, you'll always have it. It's always got something good on it. Exactly. Um, but it's like, it's interesting when you talk about these services because they, they don't all follow the same release format. Like where Netflix is like the content drop one where it's like, Oh, here's all eight episodes of the first season. Binge it in a day. If you'd like a uh, Netflix or, uh, an HBO Max or a Disney Plus is typically like, yeah, here's one a week. Which do you think is the better format to releasing a new show? Who wants to go first there? Cameron, go for it. Okay. Uh, so I would actually, so I would argue that creators, when they're making a show for Netflix compared to when they're making a show for something like HBO, are actually going to approach the storytelling uh, process a little bit differently. I think I, that's that. Fair. I think that people who know that shows are that a show will be binged are going to treat it differently if it's a week by week situation. Like let's take for example um, Falcon and Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Correct. Um, the endings that they end on, right? The endings of those episodes were these really big events, and because the the difference between netflix and disney plus is that you know netflix they, they don't need to end on something big because if you want to watch the next episode you're just gonna you know you're just gonna let it keep going or you're just gonna press hit next episode whatever but for everyone who's watching falcon winter soldier they have to wait a week and they want they want to create something that gets the people talking for the week as a whole you know sweet tooth for example you know there obviously they need things at the end of the episode that want you to press the button to you know keep going but they need the whole series to be something worth talking about compared to every single episode having like a talking point you know almost like water cooler chat kind of thing Mm -hmm. where disney plus hbo max um these these uh you know amazon they do it with the boys um amazon typically does the first two episodes and then they Mm -hmm. let them go weekly after that yeah they need they specifically aim for endings that are you know 
that create a lot of buzz and create a lot of like you know um cliffhanging i would say compared to where netflix where they are made to be binged so which do i prefer um i mean you know i it's it's you know so a show like a uh, arrested development if let's say the fifth season of arrested development was actually good you know i much rather prefer to just binge that or something like westworld i can't imagine binging that show because one of my favorite things about westworld the first season was each week trying to you know talking to other people about what we thought was going to happen the next week you know and same thing with uh you know falcon winter soldier and wandavision those are some of my favorite parts of that show that's kind of the point that I'm getting at with it is like why it's a debatable question. I look at it this way. If you drop your whole season in one sitting, I feel like the talking the talking time of like that water cooler talk is minimal. Like not every show is going to be like Stranger Things for Netflix where people are going to be talking about it for basically the entire year until the next season comes out. Most cases they're going to talk about it for a week until everybody's seen it and then it kind of you just move on to the next thing Mm -hmm. whereas if i'm watching something i love the element of a show coming out dropping one episode and then we all talk about it together and then the next week we do the same thing and then the next week and the next week i think that's the reason that mandalorian is was as popular for disney plus it was i think if they released it all right away it would have just been a burnout and not even just because they didn't have enough content to keep you entertained before that. It's just that when you have something, when you have a television show and you're telling, you're doing great storytelling, you're creating new characters, you're trying to suck people in. I just think when you release something on a weekly basis, it allows a fan to really build up that fandom of the show and they become more attached to it when it's a weekly case. Joel, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I think you both kind of. I, I'm pretty sure, I, like, I agree with both of you. Like, I enjoy that aspect of oh, this episode just came out, and now I have a whole week to talk about it with friends. And the one those who haven't seen it yet, like, they have a whole week, they can watch it, and then we get to talk about it before the next one comes out. Kind of like you were saying, Cam, with Westworld, it was like every week I would text the same friend, like, "Whoa, what do you think's happening next? Who do you think this is? Like, who do you think that was there? You know." Um, and, and that kind of stuff is so fun. And like you're saying, Ryan, in terms of like the the network or the, the streaming service, it expands the life of their show for so much longer, you know, because if it's like, oh, I watched the whole season and it's like, really, what are people going to talk about? If you if all three of us just went and binged a 10 episode show, probably the majority of our conversation is going to be the last like two yeah. three episodes. You know what I mean? We're not talking about the entire show. Whereas when the show is released week to week, you are talking about every single Mm -hmm. episode, you know, and even, even once the whole show ends, like, yeah, like you're still talking about that one thing at the end that happened Mm -hmm. that everyone's like, Oh, you know, where's it going? But because it was released individually, you kind of remember those as all their own individual things, as opposed to like the grand scheme of things. Hey, oh, remember that one episode where where Grogu was eating the baby frogs? Oh, remember the episode with Ahsoka Tano? Like all these little things that like stand out, as opposed to like you watch the whole thing and you're just talking about the end. Yeah. The only like thing as a viewer that I think does come as a positive from like binging is I think it's. It sounds 
incorrect and maybe i'm wrong but i think it's easier to avoid spoilers when a show is released as a full binge because of the fact oh, yeah. that you're avoiding all that you know what i mean like you're avoiding that weekly conversation of what happened people watch the whole show and they're like oh like i don't want to spoil it for you so let me know when you've watched it yeah. you know whereas like with with an, a week by week show it's like people right away the very next morning are talking about what happened already you know so but I, I think if I had to pick a choice or if I had to pick a choice if I had to choose an option it would definitely be week to week is what I would prefer I have a question real quick have either of you guys how many have either of you guys binged in an entire Netflix show the week it came out um, oh, and yes. if so which ones I actually did one last year, and it was Camp Cretaceous, <laughs> the Jurassic Park animated series. Nice. Um, I binged all of both season two and three of Stranger Things when those came out. Um, yeah, I did that I as well with Stranger of. Things. Yeah, I think I did. Um, this probably really doesn't count, but I binged every season of Chef Show when that came out. <laughs> no, that counts. Huh. That's a show. Yeah. Um, I did that with Umbrella Academy season two. Well, actually, no. When season one came out, I watched it like a couple of days after, binge the whole thing, and then when season two mm, came out, I yeah. did it all in like two days. Yeah. I don't think there are any other ones. I'm trying to look right now, and I don't think there are. Yeah, a lot of the times with TV, I I tend to let it breathe for a little bit before I invest the time in it, unless I know I'm gonna like it. Yeah. Like, like some like a show like WandaVision, I don't have to wait a couple weeks to see if it's good i'm gonna watch it anyway but with the show like with like the boys like i didn't watch that right away i waited yeah. to see like what people were saying about it and then after a couple weeks i was like oh okay i'll give this a shot and end up being one of my favorite shows mm -hmm. um so yeah not that many i would say that i've like their first season have i just gone right in and binged the whole thing i've done it with a bunch of netflix shows yeah you just you just throw your hat in the ring right away yeah i mean if, the, if i think the show looks good i did it with sweet tooth i mean i watched all the episodes this weekend um it wasn't even a show that i was super excited about um and i think with sweet tooth it was actually the first episode that was my least favorite one it was the, definitely the slowest one uh but i watched all the episodes uh for both seasons of sex education uh i watched i i think I think it took me two days for the first season of Sex Education and three mm. days for the second season. Uh, I know the first season of Big Mouth I watched pretty much instantly. Um, definitely season two of Stranger Things. I don't know about season three just because, uh, well, I have my opinions about Stranger Things. Um, and right off the bat, those are the ones I can think of. Um, but I, I do really enjoy the binge for some shows, but then for other shows, you know. I think um, I think Queen's Gambit. I did the the first weekend. I don't think it was the oh, first day, yeah. but it was the first weekend. Uh, and then Blind Manor was the other one I did it right when it came out. I didn't see Blind. I I, I yeah. Hill I House is better, but Blind Manor is still really good. Haunting Hill House, Hill House is probably one of the best things yeah. I've ever Haunting seen. Haunting Hill House is incredible. Mike Flanagan absolutely crushed it with that show. It's like, but you know when you guys were talking about Disney Plus re releasing week by week versus like Netflix releasing all at once. The thing is, is that, you know, I don't know if this will be the way Disney does it all the time, yeah, but part true. of the reason that they have to do it is because unlike Netflix, there's, like we talked about, there's a million there's no things content. on Netflix. Yeah, there's no yeah. content on, you know, Disney Plus where... They're ha um, they have content, but it's mostly backlog category. Yeah. Well, it's back well, catalog, yeah. And, you know, and one of the things that, like, kept, you know, because I was obviously looking forward to Loki, 
uh and one of the things that like oh okay well i guess i you know there's eight weeks that i have something to watch and i only have to wait a little bit for loki versus you know if they dropped all of winter soldier at once or i guess there's only six episodes but like um you know the wait is a lot longer because i watch it all on one weekend so yeah like that's why they they knew they had this little break in between falcon winter soldier and loki and they they rolled bad batch out the new star oh, yeah, wars that's true, this huh? new star wars show which i've been watching that's um, true so like they i think because they they're so new they have to go weekly i think you're making a good point there like they have to because they have to have something for people to tune in to their service every week yeah um but yeah i just wanted to see what where everybody lied on the on the debate between weekly or once all at all at once because i think it's an interesting discussion um something else i wanted to talk about I don't know if you you guys probably didn't watch this. I know I did. You know about the Friends reunion, obviously. I didn't watch mm-hmm. it, but yeah. right, but you know about mm-hmm. it. We used to talk about it all the time where we used to work. Um, so that comes out, and it's it's got its issues, but overall, people don't really care about what their issues are because just having because it's the Friends, right? They have those characters in their lives even just a little bit, mm-hmm. and we've actually seen a little bit of that happening over the last couple of years which is like the revival of past television shows reunions whether yeah whether it's like no but even whether it's like a small reunion or take a show like the connors which has been off for what 20 years and then came back like we're seeing that a decent amount too i don't know if that's because there's just less good ideas in television anymore or is because a lot of network television shows can't get the good stuff i don't really know what the reasoning behind that is but we're seeing a little bit of a renaissance of shows coming back in some form just because fans of them kind of demand it joel what do you think about that well i think it kind of goes back to a little bit to what cameron was saying earlier with these streaming services their goal isn't that the shows have to be great all the time obviously they want them to be great Mm -hmm. but their goal is pulling in subscribers so like i think about netflix with fuller house right fuller house they with that being on netflix that wasn't going to go back on network TV. There's no chance, no. you know, obviously like the Connors is, but there's no chance that Fuller House was going to go back on network TV, no, you're but right. there's a home for it at Netflix. And there's that nostalgic audience that would say, you know what? This was a show I watched when I was younger with my family. And this is something that I can share with my family now. You know what? Maybe this is something worth subscribing to Netflix for, you know, and, and if it gets them, you know, how just, you know, a small percentage of extra, you know, subscribers, then it did its job. You know, and I think, too, that the thing with these streaming services is not really like I don't want to call them like traps, but it's like I don't know about you, but like (laughs) if I subscribe to Netflix, it's like, well, I'm subscribed now. Like there's not really like this point where I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to unsubscribe. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm in and that's it. I'm in, you know, and I think it's I think that's the case for most people. So you put a show like like Fuller House on Netflix or whatever, you get those five percent extra new people. And they're just going to stay, you know, the likelihood of them going, oh, Fuller House is over. I'm going to unsubscribe like you guys were talking about earlier. It's not likely, you know, and there's a good chance that now that they're on Netflix for that show, they're watching other things, I'd you know, like and find, so I'd like to find that one person that dropped their subscription, dropped Netflix Fuller House. <laughs> Fuller House. I would love to meet um, that person. But yeah, so I think like kind of like we were touching on earlier with like the directors and stuff like that you have a lot of these stars from these older tv shows that are like you know what this show would not have a chance on network television but i bet you i can get a revival on 
whatever it is. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean? Like, like you know, more girls came back. Veronica mm-hmm. Mars came back. Like, there's so yeah. many of them that we don't even think about. Like, I didn't even remember those two until I heard thought about them as you were talking about it. Like, there's yeah. just there's so many. Cam, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I I think a big part of it is that people are nostalgic. Absolutely, yeah, um, very much so. And people want what they remember, and I think uh, a big part of it is when they bring it. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like the monkey's paw, right? Mm-hmm. Where people they get they get what they wished for, but it's not exactly what they wished for. Right. I don't know. We I don't know how you guys or what some of the other ones are, but I know Arrested Development was a yeah. real was a big one. People mm-hmm. really wanted to come back, and then yeah, it came back, amazing. and it sucked. It was like really yeah, really to, they, really bad they had to recut the whole fourth season because of how bad it was yeah and like and then the and that's one of the that's one bad. of the that's one of the best network television shows oh, ever made yes i'm rewatching it right now actually i'm on yep. i'm on the third season right it's, now yeah first three seasons are just impactful um, television so to have it come so back good. and have it come back and just be just very lacking like it was yeah. it was a tough hit people were not happy yeah, uh, same thing with Gilmore Girls. Um, I know. Yeah, I don't even know anybody that watched a lot the of revival Gilmore Girl fans who just don't consider the second the the, the revival, revival season to be even canon. They forget they almost about treat it. it like they treat it like its own thing, basically. Yeah, um, you know, they say like it ruins a bunch of the characters. Um, you know, I I feel like more successfully, uh, or what you know works out a little bit more successfully are these like episodes right um there was the pandemic episode of parks and recreation oh which, yeah you know was 20 minutes long and it was good though it was good because it because it didn't have to be anything other than 20 minutes with the people who we care you know right. with the characters that we care about you said all they of the actors build... that you, all the actors that you like back in their characters for a couple of minutes yeah and they don't have to build this entire season around you know uh, you know come up with the plot because that's the thing with these revivals right the plots of the main shows have finished and yeah. now they've got to come up with this plot that fits into you know arrested development ran three seasons long the fourth season they're like oh let's come up with this plot that fits into one season and it, it feels very unnatural same thing mm-hmm. with gilmore girls they had four episodes um if it's just you know one episode uh it's a lot easier to just kind of have like a oh we're all we're all seeing each other kind of again um you know which is obviously what they did with parks and recreation so go ahead joel uh well i was gonna i'm gonna kind of steer it in a different direction um based on this conversation i'm curious about your guys's opinions on so like with what disney plus is doing with the marvel television series like all these different marvel series kind of co well not kind of they coincide with the mcu you know, like what we're seeing in the television series does have an effect in terms of what's mm-hmm. happening in the MCU. It will. Camp Cretaceous. Or it, or it, it, it will. will. The movies it will. start coming out again. Right. Camp Cretaceous, like it, the first season of that lines up, like the first like three episodes, I think it is, lines up with the events of the first Jurassic World film. Right. And I don't think they're going to like kind of have them ever like combine, you know, where it's like, oh, we're seeing things from camp cretaceous in the jurassic world film trilogy um but i'm wondering like how do you guys feel about that kind of stuff where especially now with the marvel as the, as the biggest example of you have the mcu this major cinematic timeline and then you're also having these television series that are like supplemental content that it kind of is important to what's going to be happening in the future you know what i mean like you 
before, as long as you watched all the movies, you're fine. But now it's like you have to watch the movies and you're probably going to have to kind of at least know what happened in the television series to understand some stuff that's going on in the films. Yeah, you know, how, how do you Marvel's feel? Been, Marvel's been doing that for a while because you go back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, yeah, it, was this, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now because it's outside of uh, mm-hmm. Agent Coulson. There were no other real, really no other characters in the films except for like a cameo here and there. Um, where now it's like we're taking like characters that have been in like four of these movies and giving them their right. own TV show. So it, it is different, but they haven't been doing it for a while. Um, as somebody who enjoys watching all of the Marvel content, I do think that for most people, they're asking a lot to try mm-hmm. and get them to say, to say like, hey, if you come see, like, I think I think uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be in the Doctor Strange sequel that comes out next year. So if you're a person that only goes into the movies and you go in to see Doctor Strange 2 and she shows up and she's got all these, you know, she's got her crazy new powers and she's got a new costume. She's got her kids. Her vision is an entirely different being at this point. It's like, well, what the hell? What's going on here? Um, So I think for the the normal moviegoer, it's something that, it's like doing extra homework. It's like, right it's like with star wars we're like oh releasing we're releasing stuff in books and animation and comics and if you don't follow it all along you could get lost along the way and it's like you're asking a lot of people to do something like that i think it's i think i think it's a little too much what do you think cam i think what we're seeing with um mcu specifically with their their shows is um something that we've really never seen before i know you mentioned the you know star wars and the star wars cinematic universe and you know that whatever the extended universe that's what they called it right Mm -hmm. um and like i like but i feel like it's a little bit different from the mcu just because you know yeah the the mcu as far as franchises go obviously marvel is at the level that we've literally never seen before it's right um and so I think it. I, I'll be honest with you. I was a little annoyed when I found out that they were going to be the television shows were going to be mandatory viewing for the Marvel story, just because. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Marvel. It's kind of take it or leave it for me sometimes. Yeah. But recently, I've actually really been enjoying it. Their recent movies. Because they're have, good. Yeah, because their recent movies have been good. They figured out their villain problem. Um, yeah they did and like that was a big thing for me now i actually enjoy watching them because it feels like the threats are actually there um and as of right now the television shows have been excellent i mean two for two you know they both of them have kind of ended weakly in my opinion um yeah uh, poorly you know um, it's which sucks because both of them both of them got altered due to covid stuff both of their shooting schedules and in talking about plot, space, yeah. a rewrite had to happen. Um, so it's a bummer, but everything before but the they've finales, been good. Yeah, is great. And I, I still haven't even, haven't even finished Falcon Winter Soldier. I like, watched the first episode. And I think it's very interesting <laughs> because, I mean, especially, I, I don't know so much how, you know, WandaVision will tie into everything, but obviously Falcon and Winter Soldier has some very, very big things happen yeah, in it that will obviously affect the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. very deeply. I don't know how um, I don't know how Loki's going to I'm sure Loki will probably I have think some Kevin I think Kevin Feige came out and said recently that like his show's going to have the biggest ramifications on the universe. And that's fascinating because yeah. that shows that they have a lot of faith in their television shows. And, you know, it, kind of looping back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, 
is that because of the because of how television is less of a risk for these studios we're seeing disney taking chances and trying and experimenting new things with their television shows that we would never see in a movie could you imagine if the first half of a marvel movie was the first few episodes of wandavision like that would never have that would never happen and we see that in um you know we saw that in wandavision and you know we see these these things that they you know that they're trying in their television shows that we would never see in movies and so for that reason i think what they're doing is very interesting so far but it could get really annoying if the shows start being terrible and they got a lot of them and they have a lot of them star wars does too i remember mandalorian was successful and then right i think right either right before right after the second season ended they had like their investors um investors conference and they announced like 10 new live action star wars tv shows just like oh um okay (laughs) that's a little ambitious um so i yeah disney's taking a huge swing with these um it's really interesting i will say i am excited for eternals oh yeah eternals gonna be awesome that's a movie and we can't wait yeah i know (laughs) that will not be on our normal podcast i would imagine yeah hopefully Um, not i i want to kind of tie up uh, something I brought up earlier and I want to ask you guys you might take a second to figure it out but I'm going to ask anyway with all the revivals of television shows that we've seen is there one that you've seen in your past that you would like to see come back I'm sure there are a lot I'd like to see come back um that's tough oh there was also El Camino I forgot about that there's El Camino oh yeah that's a continuation of Breaking Bad that's right oh and they're also doing the iCarly one right now too. They're doing iCarly, Dexter. Dexter. Yeah, Dexter's coming back. Yeah. Um, I so feel like if I were to pick, honestly, I'd probably end up going like the animated route and pick something animated. Like when DuckTales got the got to come back. Yeah, like yeah. and that was great. Like honestly, one that always comes to my mind is like and I don't know why, I'm pretty sure it's not on Disney Plus, is like House of Mouse. Oh, like that House was of Mouse such was a, great. House of Mouse was so good because it was yeah. like you were oh, getting all these House little Mouse, cartoons yeah. in there. Yeah. And then intermittently you'd get like the you know, the stuff that was happening at the House of Mouse. Like it was a lot of fun. Um I'm Yeah, because what was great about that show is that like um you know, as kids of like the nineties, we you know, we, we all watched a lot of Disney growing up. Mm-hmm. But we were more familiar with the um the movie characters more so than the like the sensational six or whatever they go mm-hmm. by, which is like Mickey, Donald, Minnie, Goofy, Daisy, all them. So like uh, they're but they're like the flagship characters of the company, mm-hmm. and their old cartoons are what got them started. So to have a show like that, which spliced in like cameos of the movie characters, right. but also shine shined a light on their featured characters, was great. That, that show was fantastic. I had forgotten about that show. Yeah, that would I be think a great idea. maybe great I would choice. take besides that. They're redoing Legends of the Hidden Temple right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did would you sign want... up. Did you sign up yet? No, I might. Um, I would want guts. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I remember guts. Yeah. I would want guts to come back. Guts yeah. was awesome. So I can climb the aggro crag. Yep. Get a piece of the aggro crag. Yep. Get interviewed by Mo. Get interviewed by Mo. Exactly. Cam, what I, you seem to be struggling over there. What are you thinking? It's hard. Um... <sighs> it's so hard. Yeah. Okay, I wish I. It's not necessarily a revival, though. I. I wish that they would. I wish that they would put. I wish that they would bring back Hannibal and put it on Netflix or HBO. 
Yeah. Well, I, when did that officially end? It ended season three. Well, like, what year was that? Oh, God, I don't remember. It might have been... 2017? Oh, I don't think so. I no, think it was it before that. 2015 or 2016? I mean, that's long enough for a revival. Yeah, and it was, it was one of those shows that it missed out... If it had come out a few years later, there's no doubt in my mind that it would have been picked up by a streaming service. But that was when Netflix was pretty much the only one that was doing streaming. And they weren't likely to take on something that wasn't their own IP at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except for like a rest. They did it once before that. They did it uh, with The Killing. I actually found that out because we just watched The Killing. It got canceled after season three on AMC, and then they picked it up for a fourth season on Netflix. They did that with... um, they did that with you, I think, as well. That show you with well, Ben Badgley. He, he that was first on Lifetime, and <laughs> they, they picked it up. I think I don't. I don't even know the. Full it, story air, yeah, no, that's that's such an interesting story. They aired it on Lifetime, and no one watched it. Yeah. And then they put it on Netflix, and every because no, who who watches Lifetime? No one yeah, watches just, Lifetime. <laughs> no. And the crazy thing about that show is actually kind of good. So people were like, "Why? Like, no one watched it on Lifetime." Because no one watches Lifetime, and they put Netflix, and people are like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." And now it's got season three coming out. Yeah, um, I mean, an obvious answer. I think the one that's talked about the most, at least by like a quiet or a loud minority, is like Firefly. Everybody, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody always talks about wanting to bring Firefly back. Um, I think one that I would really want to see, and I know they've attempted it in other formats. I would like to see a a reboot of the original Muppet show. Oh yeah. That's what I want. I know they're trying, they're trying it in other ways, but just go back to your old formula. That's, that's what I would like to see. Um, I still like the Muppets that was on, uh, the one on ABC. ABC. Yeah. It was better than the one Disney plus just put out like a year ago. That one was terrible. Um, I I thought of one that I would like, which is, um, uh, pushing daisies. Oh, Oh, another show was another Brian Fuller show. Yeah, that's a big that one. That show is so good. Yeah, Pushing Days is another one just like Firefly that's always talked about. It's like, it ended too soon. Bring it back. Um, okay, yeah, that's a couple good choices. I was curious um, about that. We got a couple more things we're going to talk about in the realm of TV. But before we do that, I'm going to throw a quick word to our sponsors. So we've talked a lot about the different streaming services and what's to play with those. Something that we haven't really touched on is network television, <laughs> um, which before Netflix really took off, that's all we had. That's the only way you could wa- you could the only way you could really watch a TV show except for like on HBO, but HBO was like a premium channel you had to pay for, so it was still on TV that you were watching it. It was no <laughs> streaming services. I know I mentioned cord cutting. Are you guys? I know you guys are both living at home right now. Um, are you? Is your family cord cutters? You guys still have cable? Oh no, we have cable, and and a bunch of streaming services. Right technically we're core cutted we use hulu live oh yeah though so we have like the hulu premium package to where we hulu can watch live exactly <laughs> uh, where we can watch live tv um that's just because there are shows that my family likes that are live and again that way we can have sports that was a big part of it yeah um you know cutting cords is that uh, you don't have access to like you know NFL, ESPN, that kind of well, thing. The sports thing is an issue. Like I won't spend too much time on sports. The sports thing is an issue because they have like their own individual apps, but the blackout restrictions are terrible. Yeah, blackouts are. Oof. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like especially this past year or so, where it's like you couldn't have people in the stands, but they still blacked out the game. So Absolutely like, right. ridiculous. You yeah. You couldn't watch them locally, or like, like this I don't know. Like a, you, go ahead. No, so this is like a miracle right now. The Padres are on behind me on ESPN. Like we're on know, right? Monday Night Baseball, you know, and it's like cool. I get to watch them because yeah. I normally don't because I'm not. We live in San Diego or in like the middle of San Diego and LA, and my parents are Dodger fans, so they get the LA stream of everything, you know, as opposed to San Diego. So I never get to watch the Padres, you know, and like when I get like certain things, like other ways, like that I try and watch them, sometimes I get blacked out because it like thinks that I'm in that market and I'm like, uh, (laughs) like it's really annoying. Well, I, I mean, I could, I could do you one a little better. You guys know I used to live in Indianapolis, like, Mm -hmm. so it's like right in the middle of the country. Um, these are the these are the teams that I could not watch. I couldn't watch Cincinnati, which was an hour and a half away. <laughs> I couldn't watch either Chicago team, which was three hours away. I couldn't watch Cleveland, which was five hours away. I couldn't watch Detroit, which was five hours away. And I feel like there was one more, but I'm forget I'm forgetting them. Like, wow. Yeah, like most I, people would be very grateful they never had to watch a Cleveland Brown game. <laughs> <laughs> I could. St- I, it's just. It's it was horrible, but I and yeah, they all do it too. They all do, but we don't want to we don't want to talk about sports too much on here. Um, but let's talk about network. Like, so do you guys remember like when the times like when it was just everything you watched was just on network TV? Like, and what? you would and you would carve out time in your evenings, like with either with your family or by yourself. That's like that was your family time. You would watch television for like two hours. We didn't have cable for the longest time. Oh, really? Yeah. um, I didn't have cable until I think I was in uh, middle school, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, So the one show that we watched um, was American Idol. That was our show. Oh, yeah. We would do the record, the tape recordings of American Idol. Like we would literally record on the VCR um american idols that way the nights that we missed it we could watch it and then go back and or we could record it and then go back and watch it um we did that and then we did the same thing with the wonderful world of disney Mm. Um, oh right we would watch those um and i think that's pretty much what we watched i know my mom watched days of our lives and so i'd watch that with her sometimes um that's the only soap opera mention we're gonna have on the show. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but I mean, that fan. was you know that was that was pretty much it. And then um, once I once we got cable, I watched I um, would or I would or one, it was really TiVo or you know that was the I remember TiVo yeah. Um, we would record. I would record Glee, and that's what I, that's what I remember about. Yeah, network television. Yeah, I mean. Network television isn't just like it's not just like ABC, NBC, CBS. Like you know, think of like when you were a kid, like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney mm-hmm. Channel. Like that's network television. That's not network like, television. Well, I mean, it tech, like I when I say network television, it's, I mean like it's cable. I mean like ne- I'm kind of lumping them, the two of them together a little bit. In terms oh, but of they. Like, you see what I'm doing? They function here. very differently though. But they're still like you have to you have to watch them on. Cameron television. takes everything literally. You know yeah. that. Yeah, I'm saying like you had to like watch them on a television. Oh, like live television. Yes, that's what live I'm, television. That's, yes, okay. that's what I'm saying. Sorry, I, I was just thinking network versus cable because it's fine. They have different ad. No, I understand stuff, that. So. I just but Joel, you know what I meant, right? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm, well, my point was like that. Like 
growing up as a kid, like those are like the three channels I watched all the time. And like now a kid now, like, would you even bother? Like, like, would you like, I don't even know what's on those channels anymore, of course, but it just seems like a whole distant world now compared to what it was 20 years ago where, and you know, that's, that, you know, times change, technology changes. It's part of, part of the world spinning around, but, um, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird that it just went away as much as it did with everything going to streaming. Does network TV, do you think there's ever going to be a moment where, you know, network television kind of has a moment again? Joel, do you think that's ever going to happen or are we kind of done? I mean, I think so. I mean... But I think we're kind of in like this, like this weird spot right now where like the stuff that's doing well on those channels honestly is all like the reality tv type stuff or like the sitcoms you know and even and sitcoms too yeah but it's like i don't know it's like there's there's still things that it's like i feel like i wouldn't watch on netflix you know or or something like like one of the shows that like my family watches like kind of together if we can is the masked singer i freaking love that show you know what i mean and it's like i'm i Mm -hmm. that show would never work on like a streaming service you know, it's like I just can't see that happening. Um, something like American Idol, you know, try imagining American Idol or America's Got Talent or these types of shows like on a streaming service and they air. And then the next day they're on like demand and sometimes on a certain streaming service. Yeah. But like I can't imagine them being explicitly on, you know, a streaming service. Well, like if Saturday Night Live was exclusively streaming on Peacock, you would just be like, huh, yeah, it's weird. Right. It would be very, very weird. Um yeah I, don't, I mean i don't know it's television like i said earlier you know we're in the second golden age of television but it's like almost not really tv it's a you whole, know it's yeah. like the format of the show sure because they're shows they're episodics but it's like it's not really necessarily strictly television you know like all these things you can watch them on your phone you mm-hmm. know yeah i don't know it's i just like there's still stuff airing and there's still people watching mm-hmm. stuff on cable and live television. There's people still doing it, but I think it's just going to be, I don't want to say a dumping ground. Cause it's not like it's all bad stuff, but that's just how it feels. It's like reality TV and like most sitcoms are going to be on, on cable and, and live television and everything else is going to go to streaming. That's just how it feels. Now. I, right. The quality television feels like it's transitioning away from, the network television onto mm-hmm. onto the streaming service. That's mm-hmm. how it feels. Um, so I don't know. I think there's always going to be. It's like they're always going to be around these channels, like Fox, NBC, CBS. They're all they're always going to be there. But like even like the the ones like an AMC, like AMC used to be like when Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and Mad Men were on. That was that was appointment television. I don't do they have anything like that anymore. Also, I was going to say is like a there when you were talking earlier about shows like that, like I used to watch walking dead, you know, for like the first yeah. five seasons. And that was something that I did like cut out time for. Like yeah. I would actively set the time aside. I think it was, I think it was Fridays. Wasn't it Thursdays or Fridays? One of, and I, I would set Thursdays, the time. One of those. Wait, I would set show? the time aside. Walking, walking dead. dead. I don't remember. Uh, walking and dead would have been on a Thursday. Yeah. I think that and I watched it, you know, I was like, I want to, I want to make sure that I'm home at, you know, nine, 10 PM or whatever it was to watch this show. Um, I it's, remember, not like, like, it's not like when Game of Thrones was like Game of Thrones comes on at nine o'clock on Sunday. You mm-hmm. couldn't. It wasn't like oh well, if I get home at nine twenty, I can just start it. Like 
No, with with these shows, it was like you had to be ready to go at like eight fifty nine and have it on the channel. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I even remember like before, like being able to record stuff and things like that. It was like, oh, the SpongeBob special episode is going to be on at like six p.m. You know, and it's like I have to be home, or like, hey guys, like I'm going to stop playing baseball right now to go watch the SpongeBob episode, and then I'll be back outside. You know, it's like. Because if not, I didn't know when it was going to be on again. Yeah, because like if I, with a show like The Good Place, when that was airing on NBC, oh, I didn't want to wait until the next day on Hulu or whatever. I don't yeah. even know if that was on Hulu. I don't even remember. Yeah, like, it was on I, Hulu. I went out of my way on Thursday nights to make sure I was home to watch the West Coast airing of that show. Like, like I, I know there's there's still maybe shows like that on there, but it just kind of feels like they're starting to die off. I think. Like, we're a ways away from that. Like, do you guys remember that NBC block that they used to have not too long ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, where it was like The Office, Office Parks Thirty and Rock, Parks. Parks and Rec, and Community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's, those are some of the best half hour comedy shows of the last twenty years. Like they're all good. Um, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen most of them, but they're all good from what I gather. I, I don't think we're ever going to see anything like that again. Like now, it just seems like all the stuff going to network television is stuff that isn't really worth your time. And well, there's going to be a couple here that cra- that that fall through the cracks, and y- you find interest in, you want to watch it. But I just think like the appointment television is kind of done. I also, it's, I also, I, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. No, you no, no, well. you go ahead, go ahead. I do think part of it, looking back at it, we can say, oh wow, look at Office, the uh, Thirty Rock. Uh, community parks and rec those were all on the same night and we're looking back at it kind of with rose tinted glasses mm-hmm. um, because those shows especially parks and rec and community didn't really catch on in the public eye until mm-hmm. much later like i would say um parks and rec community is very recently gotten yeah. big i think mm-hmm. yeah um, it was not, it was because of netflix and there's a reason why um, there's a reason why Parks and Recreation and Community were moved from that block or were ended. You know, Community was canceled. It was because they just did not perform well with audiences. I mean, the reviews were very good because they were obviously very good shows, but they did not perform well, which is why they were moved. Because, I mean, I'm sure you guys know Thursday night is like the night in television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is that? Um, it, it, that's just how it, it was um, way back in the day. Thursday yeah. nights were seen as it was just the night that would consistently have the most viewership, which is why they always put the biggest shows on Thursday night. Big Bang Theory, that's a Thursday night show. Yeah, but then it, I don't. It, I think Mondays are fairly popular too for a while there. There's, uh, I, I can't, I'm trying to think about Monday. I, remember I don't like, know Monday, but I do know Thursday. Sunday has always been a big one too, because it was like the end of the week and it was like people well, watch Sunday's the show and the next day. Animation, the animation block on Fox has always been on Sunday with like Simpsons and Family Guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. animation, or Sunday's been an HBO thing. Sunday's yeah, an HBO too. thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just remember Mondays, like fox would run like prison break and 24 back to back and i used to watch those on monday nights like they had i know how i met your mother was one of the higher rated hbo's trying monday mondays. nights again with what what's coming on mondays um there was that one what was the one with the outsider you remember that one with um um it was the stephen king adaptation mm, i heard about that yeah, yeah the outsider they did that on monday nights 
Okay. Um, yeah. I think. Well, then Hacks I, is on Thursdays, right? I think it's Wednesdays. When? Oh yeah, it's out late Wednesday, ready to go on Thursday. Yeah, because it's just because it's um, uh, streaming. Yeah, but they're still doing something different. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Joel? No, I was just gonna say something else too. Is like, and I obviously don't speak for everybody, but with the introduction of like DVR and everything, it's like, you no longer have to, like you were saying, make an appointment to watch this show. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I can record this show and still go out and do things. Right. Yeah. And I think sort of a, a, a side effect of that is, and, and of course, so with everything, social media and everything has proven this, but like the shortened attention spans, you know, it's like, you're not going to get someone who's going to sit there and watch that entire Thursday night block of NBC's TV shows anymore. Right. just who's going to sit there and watch two hours worth of tv you know what i mean when they could record all of those watch them on their own time or watch them on demand or whatever yeah. you know what i mean and still be spending their thursday night doing something else you know it's a much different time period and it'll be interesting to see how things yeah. continue to progress yeah i think the days of everyone in the country sitting down to watch seinfeld or sitting down to watch friends is just over i think mm-hmm. i think that's done and that's which not- is one of the th- I was saying, which is one of the things, not to bring it back to this again, which is one of the things that I love about like sports. And like, if you've, neither of you have ever watched sports with me, like in, like at someone's home, you know, maybe at a, at a restaurant or something like that. But like, I'm very big. Like, if I'm watching sports at my house, if I rewind it, I'm only going to rewind it at a commercial and I'm instantly fast forwarding it and I cannot be behind. Oh, yeah. Because in my mind, it's like yeah. everybody else is watching this live and I do not want to be a second behind anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially and that's how in the TV social media used to be. Absolutely. You know, and that's how TV used to be was everyone was watching this simultaneously. And now all three of us could be watching the same show as it airs, right? Not literally, yeah. but like we could all be following a show as it airs and watching it at completely different times. Oh, yeah. You get that you all know. the time. You're like, oh, what episode are you on? That way, you know. Yeah. That way yeah. You spoil it's like, it. oh, can I talk about this? Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons, like I said, why I love watching sports so much now is, is we really don't get that anymore. You know, it's, it's one of the few times where you're watching something that you know millions of other people are watching at the exact same time as you mm-hmm. because it's important, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. That was – no, that's a good – I think we dove well into where network television kind of stands. Um, quick question for you all. I want to see if we're in lockstep on this. What do you think is the most, not only popular, but maybe controversial television show of the last couple of years? What do you mean? Like, in terms of like... Like controversial in terms of like, like a lot of people like it and a lot of people don't like it? Or just, or like yeah, just content. Like, 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 like everybody has an opinion on it. Like everybody's talking about it. Oh, it's The Office. It. Well, I, I meant like new, like newly airing shows. Oh, newly airing? Yeah. Like so something that's currently on or just ended not too long ago. In I mean, last, I wouldn't like, say pop probably maybe maybe Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. You know. Well, that's that's good because that leads into my next point I wanted to make. Um Game of Thrones famously known yeah, as the like setup that, question. Right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. You got. I was. I was, was worried you weren't going to say the right answer. So. <laughs> We're both like um, the office. Probably like, He's like no, yeah. <laughs> no wrong. No. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones is famous in two realms. I would say for their show, one is being that the mix of appointment television and streaming, where people 
would want to watch it right when it aired, no matter what. But the second thing is that it... The coffee cup. Oh. Well, just the last couple seasons in general are looked down upon so much so that that show's not in the pop culture stratosphere anymore. Nobody talks about it, at least not in a positive light. So I wanted to bring this up because there's been a lot of instances where a television show just really misses the mark on how it ends and it negatively affects how people look at it. You know, we rem- I don't know if we remember, we, I don't think we watched it when everyone Sopranos aired their finale mm-hmm. and they did the cut to black thing and left it on a cliffhanger. People were pissed about that. Like yeah. they were really upset about that. And then you look at like a show like how I met your mother, which is like a really popular sitcom, but their entire last season veers off from what the show's about. And it just, it doesn't work and they change a lot of things and, doesn't fit and then lost is another one lost was a crazy popular show and then they there's just like they run out of good storytelling on these shows and i think game of thrones is an incident that was like they just didn't do they didn't tell the story well towards the end so do you guys think that when a show is like massively popular like those couple that i mentioned but it ends on a sour note do you think it really does negatively affect how people view the show after it is aired I mean, I, I absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like with anything else. I hate to do this again, but I'm going to bring it right back to sports. Imagine, like, picture, like, someone like LeBron James, okay? LeBron how James. how disappointed is his – or how, like, it kind of tarnished his, his reputation that the Lakers just went out first round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's, he like, does. seen as this, as this you know, big time. He's he's in the GOAT conversation. You know, he's he, all this he, stuff. He is on everybody's short list of, like, top three players. In, in right. And when you when you have something when so. You, when you. Yeah. When you. When, when there's when? such a, like. <laughs> when there's such it's a, like, TikTok poor thing. performance, it, it does. It kind of has that, right? So it's, like, with yeah. these shows. They start off, you know, like, oh, yeah, people like them or whatever. And then they turn into these huge cultural phenomenon right. that it's like, if you screw this up, no one's going to talk oh. about anymore about how good the show was. They're going to talk about how you screwed it up. Yeah. You know, it, people will still respect. You know, it's just like we were saying with Westworld. Oh, I loved season one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we can't help but talk about. But then it went off the rails, you know, which, again, I I, I still enjoy the show. And I. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing where they take it because they said that before the season one, they've had five seasons planned. Like the show was planned for five seasons. That's right. They did. And so I'm trusting that even though it's kind of all over the place, I'm trusting where they're going to take it. Now, if they get to season five and it just does, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what's going to stick in my head is they had this just absolutely gorgeous gem of a show season one Mm -hmm. and just ruined it. Yeah. And so I, I totally do think that when these shows kind of, lose their luster at the end and they're you know not performing and not showing up with with what could have been you know really really nailing it home at the end then yeah that's that's what you're thinking about is how how poorly it ended so yeah i mean obviously i i agree i think like the ending is very important um obviously uh, i mean that's one of the things like if you look up on um you know when you look up if you look up finales right mm-hmm. everyone there's go, there's going to be lists and lists and lists of the best and worst series finales that's what people remember right it's always the thing how'd the show end did it end on a bang did it end on you know was it a bust 
Um, and it's something that people who love shows, who love specific shows, are always worried about. They're always worried about how are they going to end this? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Like, I don't want my worst, I don't want my favorite TV show to, you know, have an ending that sucks. Um, my favorite television show of all time is The Leftovers. I mean, I, I, there was a time where Joel would make fun of me on Twitter because all I would tweet about would be The Leftovers. Um, uh, and it's like The Leftovers is my television show. La La Land is my movie. Um, <laughs> and because I, I legitimately think it's the best television show I've ever seen because and I was always very worried about the ending. And then it was just literally the best series finale I've ever seen. Um, and so, you know, the, obviously the finale leaves that final taste in your mouth. I disagree. I disagree with the hatred of the ending of Game of Thrones. I am very much in the minority who actually thinks that the story they told... Um, was good and i liked how they ended it actually um i it was funny because literally like three years before i had posted a tweet about how game of thrones would end and it ended that way so i i, I did see it coming but the issue was is that george R. R. martin told them the ending of the uh, told them the ending of the book and the issue was is that they the brand in the book it would make sense where the brand in the show was a very different character who they didn't pay attention to until kind of the final season because they're like, oh, wait, this guy's supposed to be the king. And so they, they messed that part up. Um, like in the book, his character being king is cool. In the show, it doesn't work because he's a ridiculously lame character. Um, but I will say I did, re I did actually like the ending of Game of Thrones. I know I'm very much in the minority there. You are. Um, I don't yeah. think it ruins the show. Um, but I also don't think Game of Thrones was a fantastic show to begin with. Uh, I'm also in the minority there. Um, <laughs> I think it was a. I think it was a great show. I liked it. Um, but for me, it was never like and like when people are like, oh, what are, like top ten shows. For me, Game of Thrones was never even in that. That's something weird. I think with the TV though, as the helicopter flies by again, um, is that like. With a movie, again, everyone goes and watches the movie. It's, you know, two hours long or whatever, and you walk out, and you can kind of look at that and say, yes, it was good. Yes, it was bad. Whatever, right? Whereas with TV, if if you find a show that you like, not necessarily love, but you like, and you like it enough to where you watch it consistently, and now you find three other friends that also watch that show consistently and now there's these four other friends that you find that it may like it and now you're getting these other people to watch it and all of a sudden everybody's watching the same show even if the quality is staying the same or if the quality is even not that great to begin with because everybody's talking about it there's this like weird little like like oh it's one of the greatest shows of all yeah, time yeah. just because everybody likes it you know and like you're saying i mean i never watched game of thrones or anything I, I i never watched breaking bad that's a show i could not get into you know but like i feel like if i were to watch game of thrones i'd be like yeah this is fine but i don't think it would live up to the expectations or the hype that a lot of people put onto it that was the thing i did like about game of thrones is how fun it was in the final couple seasons 
everyone talked about it it was always like everyone was always like what would you oh my god can you believe that happened or we had like watch parties where like people would come and sit down and watch game of thrones and it was much more of a community thing rather than it was the show itself mm-hmm. um and like that's where i feel like the show itself was always kind of a little bit oh i don't want to say overrated because that makes me sound pretentious and we know we all know from listening to the show i am not pretentious at all um <laughs> but um um but I, I think it was always like i think it was always a good show but it was just a show that caught on and like culture mm-hmm. like kind of grasped onto it and they're like this is the show we're gonna follow right and and we see that we see that a lot with shows and um i actually have like well i, I won't get into it but i I, I, t- I kind of have like this theory of like the um I call it I call it the gentrification of popular culture and it's this idea that when lots of people will grab onto something and when lots of people grab onto something then uh, the rest of the culture who the like the hater culture or whatever like the trolls or whatever then they make fun of everyone for grasping onto that thing and then it becomes like an ironic thing of liking it like we saw it with like rick and morty right where like it was like like this very small show and people were like oh this is cool and then everyone started liking rick and morty and then everyone was making fun of people who liked rick and morty um i don't like rick and morty but like we see that kind of uh we see that a lot i'm going very off tangent um this is something i i did research on when i was in college um but i think that happened with game of thrones is that because so many people liked it um, it ended up getting a lot of hate as well, just because so many people liked it. I think that's a fair well. I mean, point. I'll be honest. Uh, there's been a lot of times where there's things that I simply like. I don't want to say like I hate it or whatever, but it's like I get turned off from it because of the fact that everyone likes it. And I think part of it is because of the fact that it's like I don't want it to disappoint me. You know, like I don't want this buildup that people have given something to disappoint me. But also because it's just simply like not something that I would like in the first place, you know? And so it's like I already wouldn't care to watch this, but now it's being shoved down my throat. And it's like it, it almost makes me upset, you know, It's because it's like, like I avoided this, but now it's like all in my face all the time, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know. I think it's I think it's tough, like Game of Thrones being the major example. But there are so many like. Like Dexter a, was one, right? Yeah, you have shows that maybe run too long. Like Scrubs was the show that like they could have ended it after the eighth season. It was great. They go for a ninth season. It's horrible, and people look uh, look poorly on it. I mentioned How I Met Your Mother, same thing. Too long. Lost was probably ran too long. Dexter was another one. May I think what we're learning, especially ballers. from the streaming. Yeah, Ballers. Yeah, that's another <laughs> one. I think what we're learning from, from the streaming shows and a lot of this is that if you have – a story in your mind and it's four seasons long you should end it when when your story is done don't try mm-hmm. and come up with something else to do just to keep you know keep making money like both network side and right. um creator side like just like that was the big thing with lost they're like the the right the writers were like we had we had i think they were like we had four seasons in mind but the show was po- so popular we went six seasons i think or something like that six seasons seasons in a movie movie. (laughs) no no movie um they're all they're all dead so there's no movie um yeah i just think it's interesting because like the game it's it's being heightened as a topic of discussion with game of thrones but this is certainly not the first show that has kind of shat the bed a little bit with their ending and 
ruin the experience for people a little bit. Well, we can say the same about Rise of Skywalker. That well, we're, the... that's it. We <laughs> we don't need to talk about Rise. <laughs> we've we've spent enough time on our show. I about know, Rise of I know. Um, so I got a couple last couple things I want to do, and then we'll start wrapping up because we've covered a lot of shows. I would somebody somebody if you're listening, if you got free time, count all the different shows we mentioned on this show. It's probably over a hundred at this point. Um, I have a fun little thing that I didn't tell you guys about that I want to try here. And, Ooh. Um, and it may be a little difficult, but I think I think it would be interesting. Is it a dance? No. Yeah, I was going to oh. say, are you going to dance? I want to know what you think is the best show from a streaming, servi- streaming service slash t- television channel. And I've got a couple of them. So just here. any show? <laughs> and No, any show that originated on this yeah, he's gonna, give us, he's gonna I'm give gonna us. He's gonna. I'm gonna give you. Oh, you're yeah, gonna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm gonna I was tell like, you. The I was name like, of so the you ser- just mean any show? <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you the name of the service or channel, and you tell me what you think is the best show that they ever put gotcha. on there. This is sorry. Not- and when you're saying like when you're going to the streaming services, you mean it's a Netflix original, not something that they inherited. I'm not saying like 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 to put it in a way that we all know. When I talk about like a show, Friends, I'm thinking it for NBC in this context. Not that it's a Warner Media show, but it right. aired on NBC. Yeah, Joel, right, but you're like, correct that's... in what you're thinking. Yeah, you're right. That's just the easiest way for me to describe it. Okay, okay. So it's okay. an original exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll start. I got a couple here. We'll run through them. If you have any others that I don't touch on, feel free to throw them out there. All right. Um, the first one's gonna be Netflix. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. I haven't I mean, watched a lot of Netflix's TV, so I don't know. Camp Cretaceous. I, I, I think I think I think it would be Stranger Things. On oh, so Haunting of Hill House is one of the best television shows I've ever seen. I would probably put would it in agree. my top five. I think Haunting Hill House is great. What were you gonna say, Joel? No, I was gonna say I also like Stranger Things. The first season, out of the, it kind of like Westworld. First season out of the park. Second season pretty solid. Third, eh, okay. Yeah. See um, the thing. Of, this is the thing about Stranger Things. This is my opinion about Stranger Things. Each that's season, my opinion. each season. <laughs> just there's two things that changes there's a bigger monster and the kids get hornier that is stranger mm-hmm. things yeah it's yeah. true <laughs> um all right next one amazon, amazon Prime. weird comment coming from cameron yeah um <laughs> amazon i don't think i've ever watched anything on amazon uh, fleabag so. yeah fleabag's the right yeah. answer yeah fleabag. yeah fleabag is the right yeah fleabag is the right answer a lot of great stuff on amazon prime fleabag's, yeah, fleabag's so incredible good. um disney plus Mandalorian for sure. It's gotta be right. Which one? I feel like it's Mandalorian. I feel like Cam's. No. I, Cam, I feel like you want to say Wandavision. Uh, I'm gonna say High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at you. Uh, you know, I'm not even. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. Watch it, but I've heard. I've heard I've it's heard good. good Thanks. I like yeah. it. Um, this one might be a little bit. Hulu. Animaniacs. Mm, devs. Hulu's. Ah, Hulu's tough. I don't know. Um. Does Animaniacs count? Does, does Animaniacs count? Yeah, it's it's Hulu. Yeah, I guess Hulu it's technically the, the new one is is Hulu. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. That's pretty they good. Signed so. the contract before HBO Max became. That's a true. Thing. You're right. Solid move by them. Um, all right, yeah, that's probably a good answer. I, uh, Mindy Project I heard was really good, and that was like their first mm-hmm. big show. But I didn't watch it. So. Well, Mindy Project Kurt Cameron was, Saving uh, Christmas the series was on the Fox and it got canceled. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So that wouldn't even count for Hulu. Never mind. Um, all right, HBO. The leftovers. 
There's so many good stuff on HBO though. It's hard. It's a lot. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Can I go mini? I can go mini series for this, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm gonna Are go you pick Bro- Pacific. I'm gonna pick Band of Brothers. Hmm, that's a solid choice. Yeah, I'll go with you there. Yeah, Band of Brothers is great. Um, Apple TV. It's oh, Ted, Ted Lasso. I'm going Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Yeah, is the Ted, Ted Lasso. I almost, did, I almost didn't even have it on here until Cameron brought up uh, Apple TV earlier. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. No, Ted Lasso. Does. I'm not gonna pick Peacock because nobody watches anything on Peacock. That Duke would be brand new. Uh, I couldn't. It's gonna be that. Uh, What's that? The Jack, the Chrissy Jack Teigen Bauer show. light show. No, no, it? Dangerous Game. Dangerous uh, Game, yeah, uh, with uh, Christoph Waltz and Liam Hemsworth. With Liam Hemsworth. Sure, that works. It was decent. It was pretty um, good. Pretty good. AMC. Oh, it's Breaking Bad. I never watched yeah. Breaking Bad. Um, over Mad Men. You think Breaking Bad over Mad Men? Oh yeah. Ooh, I really like. I'm Mad sorry. Men. I have a hard time watching it. Breaking or watching Mad Men. Mad uh, Men progresses very slowly. Yeah, it does. Well, the reason I was why watching... I couldn't watch it was because of like, I just couldn't stand the like, the ridiculous amount of sexism. It was just hard to watch. I mean, it worked, life, It makes so. sense for the show. Yeah, I know. I know it makes sense in the show, but it's one of those things where I just don't want to subject myself to it. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather turn a blind eye. I guess. <laughs> and um, pretend it never happened. Uh, NBC. Best Parks and Rec. Favorite uh, Community. Uh, Hannibal. NBC is probably the hardest one because that's yeah, where Parks and Rec. Even Parks and Rec is up there too. That's where Friends aired. That's where so Seinfeld hard. aired. Um, I had ER. I got, yeah, ER was on NBC. We didn't even talk about them. Um, all the doctor shows, like what the hell? Grey's Anatomy's been on ABC for like 15 years yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. So no, I think um, it's like on the 22nd season. It's I ridiculous. couldn't even tell you. Yeah, it was, it was like a race between that one and Supernatural to see who was going to be on TV the longest. Um, I'm going to go with Friends for NBC, but there's a ton of answers. That's pro- That was the hardest one I could think of. Um, CBS. CSI. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. CSI is a good answer. That's a really good answer. See, it's not fair because it's only the first season, but I really like Evil. Where did that get moved to? It's still it's- on CBS. Oh, second oh, so season. All... Second season comes out. Uh, oh, it just in, hasn't like, come weeks. out yet. Oh, okay, you remember you talking that up on me. You think that that brand new show is the best show CBS has ever had? Um. Oh, I'm gonna get so much shit for this, but I really like Big Bang Theory. That's fine. No, you can That's say fine. it. Like Big Bang Theory is probably the most popular show ever to air on CBS. Survivor. Oh, it's oh Survivor. See, yeah. Big Bang Theory is one of the most popular yeah. shows to ever air. Yeah, I'm switching mm-hmm. my pick to what you all say. I think Survivor is the right answer. Um. ABC, The Bachelor. I'm gonna go with Modern, Modern Family. Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <Get> Fox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Fox. American the Idol. The, Simps- the answer is The Simpsons. And if you pick anything else, you don't watch television. Mm, Fox. But okay, I keep I keep getting confused with the question. Is this personal or like what we think is the true? Like, no, it's our favorite. The actual yeah, this answer. Is, this is for us. Yeah. Yeah, our favorite. Oh, okay. Then why would I've never act like I've never chosen to watch The Simpsons. I was just making a joke. You don't have to pick The Simpsons. No, I know, I'm but picking, I mean, I'm like, I've, I've never chosen to watch The Simpsons. I don't so think I've one. ever seen anything on Fox, like, and, and enjoyed it. What about, well, Arrested Development aired on Fox. Arrested Development. Was it really? Yeah. It was yeah. Fox. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. it was on Fox. All right, I Arrested got him. Development. This was all a ploy to, to catch God Cameron in a lie. <laughs> I forgot. something that I used to watch on Fox, and now I'm trying to think of what it was. Was it 24? I used to watch 24, no. yeah. No... I watched Prison Breaking 24 on Fox back-to-back on Monday. I mean, Masked Singer is on Fox, but that's not what I'm thinking of. I can't believe uh, I forgot that 
Bob's Burgers. Was on Fox. Whoops. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> um, does it? I think I. I think that was about ten. I think I covered. Wait, what did you say? Games. Did you say? Did you say Rest of Development, Ryan? For Fox? Yeah. No, I picked The Simpsons. Oh my god. I don't know how you can't choose the rest of the. I mean. I, I love Arrested Development. Arrested Development is I love The Simpsons. I need yeah. to finish Arrested Development. Arrested I keep getting to season three. Is the you can I love stop. It. You can stop after season three if you really want. Oh to. yeah, that w- they stop. They stopped after season three. There were no. Yeah, I remember that. that. It's like how um how Scrubs only has eight seasons. They were exactly. like, hey, should we bring it back for four seasons four and five on Netflix? And they're like, nah, that's probably a bad idea. All right, so I think uh, is there any anyone else I'm forgetting? I feel like Disney I, Channel. Like original Disney Channel? Yeah. Ooh, we didn't do the animated. We didn't. I've action or animated though. It, it can That's be either. Shit. Any anything that was on there. That's freaking Phineas tough. That Burb. makes it worse. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb so good. Which one was? Phineas, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, I never watched that. Ooh, oh. that's rough. I met Vincent Martell at the Bob's Big Boy in Riverside. You meet everybody somewhere. Yeah. Though. He um, saw PTA and uh, uh, Maya Rudolph together that's right oh uh, you told me yeah i was told about nice. that like the, recently yeah that no. when it was when we were supposed to go get lunch and then yeah, i remember that uh i canceled on you oh yeah um disney channel dude that's tough you know what i really liked on disney channel wizards of I waverly re- place no i really like kim yeah, possible. That i really liked wizards of waverly I place i do i love wizards. i really enjoyed kim possible a lot you know what show channel. i think was underrated on disney channel Life with Derek. What is life? Exactly, exactly. Life with Derek came on like Phil of the Future. After Phil of the Future, I liked Phil of the Future. I'm pretty sure it came on like after Phil of the Future, and like they were Canadian. It was one of those shows that like filmed in Canada, and the whole cast was Canadian. And (laughs) eh, yeah. So they would be like, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Is that your choice, Life with Derek? No. <laughs> um, Emperor's New School, House of Mouse, uh, Lilo and Stitch, Timon oh, and Pumbaa, DuckTales. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, Darkwing Duck. Duck. Chippendale um, Rescue Rangers. Chippendale no, Rescue Phineas Rangers. Cameron's locking and in. Phineas Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, Sweet Life. Sweet I life love Sweet fun. Life. That's so Raven. And Wizard. That's so Raven. Yeah, dude, that's so Raven of you. The Cheetah Girls. That the Cheetah Girls. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire Lizzie is McGuire. huge. Even Stevens. Even Stevens oh, movie. shit. Oh, shit. Even <laughs> Stevens. Oh, my God. I forgot about them. Yeah, I'm going to go with Even Stevens. Any show with beans can't lose. Yeah, beans is great. <laughs> what's, your, what's your choice? Final answer. Lock it in. I heard Cameron's. You heard mine. What's yours, Joel? Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's hard. Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> I'm going to go House of, House of Mouse. It covers so much. Good call. I like okay. it. Um, okay, uh, Cartoon Network. Did you guys ever watch anything on there? <sighs> Not much, honestly. Uh, I don't remember Cartoon Network all that much. I know yeah. Nickelodeon. I was a Nickelodeon kid, too. Yeah, me too. Um, Avatar Last Airbender. Cartoon Network. Oh, we're just going to skip over Cartoon Network and go to Nickelodeon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't Ed, Ed, and Eddie on Cartoon yeah, Network? Yeah, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was my favorite on Cartoon Network. Yeah. They had that one, Dexter's Lab. Oh, Powerpuff, Powerpuff Girls and Dexter. Powerpuff, Girl, yeah. Powerpuff Girls was on there. Um, what was the other one? Cow and Chicken was on there. I don't think I watched any Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network was good. They had some I wasn't good allowed stuff, to watch they... it. I was like, well, I didn't Well, like, I didn't have cable, remember? So, like... Yeah. 
That's true. Um, and then all the stuff on Toonami on Cartoon Network. That was where like Dragon Ball Z was at. So I used to watch that. What's, your, what's your favorite show on Boomerang? <laughs> on Boomerang? Probably Scooby Doo. <laughs> Uh, Which Scooby Doo yeah. though? There's so many. The original Scooby Doo. Yeah. Also, pup named Scooby Doo is the best version of Scooby Doo. So, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is Tiny Fuppets. <laughs> That's is that a real thing? Tiny Fuppets. What about your favorite show on CMT? I don't. Have oh, one. Dallas Cowboys <laughs> Cheerleaders. Oh yeah, easily. I don't have anything for that. Tiny Fuppets. Um, I right, will do Nickelodeon and then we'll. Uh, <laughs> I just said Avatar: Last Airbender. Yeah, he, I know. Yeah, I heard you. He knows. Yeah, I heard you. Other people get to go too. But that's the only answer. I haven't no, watched that. No, I'm. Yet. I am a what? I am a long-standing, unapologetically huge hey SpongeBob fan. Yeah. Fan. Fan. Oh, I love hey Arnold, Rocket Power, yeah. all those shows. Oh, I, I was gonna pick Rocket Power. Yeah, yeah, Rocket Power is my favorite. Did you know that Rocket Power and SpongeBob premiered on the same day? Yes. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Imagine if we lived in a world where the roles were reversed and SpongeBob was only like two seasons and Rocket Power was still on. <laughs> and Squid's like, ah. <laughs> two shows with a squid character. That's um, great. <laughs> look at that. Look at that corporate synergy over there. Stephen Hill and Brand was like, I've got two ideas. Yeah. Um, all right, I think that covers everything. We went back and covered our childhood t- channels as well. That was a good idea, Cameron. Good call Thank by you. you. Um, all right, last thing, and then we're going to end the show. Because the name of our show is called I'd Like a Refund. This last fun little question I have for you. What is a show that you have seen more than one season of that if you could go back and stop yourself from watching it, you would? Walking Dead. Really? Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a really I was, good answer. Because I think the first season of Walking Dead is really good. Like The really first good. two That's seasons. Yeah, a lot of people don't like season two, but the first two seasons are solid. Season three, it was still decent, and then after that, it started going downhill. That show cratered so fast. I can't believe it's still on. I really can't. Mm, can't My biggest service. complaint was, so once they got to season five, remember how season five was split in two? Yeah. The first half of season five, they were at the prison and they were at Woodbury. And every episode was either at the prison or at Woodbury instead of showing you both. And it drove me insane. Well, they started doing that in the later seasons, too, where, like, you'd have an eight-episode eight half a season, but you'd have, like, characters in, like, five different locations. Mm-hmm. So it would be, like, one episode with Rick and then one episode with They Michelle, just got tired of one editing. One episode with Daryl. They were just like, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. here's everyone. One yeah. episode per person. Yeah. I don't want to go back when, to wa- the... I remember watching that and watching Game of Thrones at the same time. I was like, Game of Thrones, like, they have, like, six different plot points going on every episode yeah. and i love seeing yeah. something new about them all every week yeah. whereas walking dead was like this entire episode Walk- is, a, is was about a, well, this that is all a story best, yeah. that yeah. was one of the best things about game of thrones is everyone had their own plots that they were more invested in yeah. and the characters they liked more and so in like each episode you'd be like for me i couldn't wait until it was Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrion was on screen. I was like, yeah. "Oh man, I can't wait for Tyrion!" And then he'd get you his could, ten you minutes. Always, and... You always knew which stories we were going to see in the opening credits by with the by the actors listed in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if you saw like if you see Kit Harington, it was like, "Oh, we're gonna spend part of the time at Castle Black this week. Cool, I'm in. Let's do yeah, it." Yeah. Um, oh, Big brain is... mode. I feel like Walking Dead is a really good answer. Yeah. Um, I I had a couple that popped in my head. It was actually one that Cameron like I watched Glee as well. 
Um, don't I say it. I th- don't I'm gonna, say it. I'm not going to pick it. Glee really goes off the rails towards Yeah, the Glee end. gets fucking crazy. But they, <laughs> they, they had to change everything after Cory Monteith passed away. Yeah, so. yeah, no, Glee gets fucking... No, I, and I will say, you should not watch Glee past the third season. Really past no. the second season. The but third, definitely no, I think the third, the third season, season is good. That's the one where they like win nationals finally. So yeah, you can end it right. there. Yeah, that's really What's regionals? Yeah. Regionals. <laughs> um, I, I think I think my answer is going to be Arrow. I watched the first couple seasons of Arrow and subsequently a couple of the other CW superhero shows. Those shows are trash. They're not good. I wish I could I I'm wish I, say, I wish I could stop myself from watching Arrow because then it would also stop me from watching any of the other ones. I'm gonna say ninety day fiance. <laughs> i'm gonna make you pick something else oh come on <laughs> yeah no reality tv no get that out of here oh man that's so hard because i'm someone who if i don't watch the first okay mm, i don't know it depends on how it ends but i'm really fed up with dead to me right now oh, okay that's showing netflix yeah um First season was good. Second season, absolute garbage. It was a complete mess. Um, really hated it. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen it. Have you guys watched it? No. I have not. Okay, so there's a character who dies at the end of the first season. And no joke, they pull the second season. Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, what do you mean? I'm the identical twin. Right, they literally pull that in the the characters. They do that with um, Pretty Little Liars, right? Like something like that. I I don't know. I haven't seen that show because I don't hate myself. Um, (laughs) We used to have to talk about it. Um, Cameron's like, not me. You know what's funny? I think I might have told you guys. I thought Spencer was a guy. I didn't know that Spencer was a girl until like two weeks before um, co- COVID shut us down. So, so I'm going to be like, so is that, was that Spencer's shed? And I was like, yeah, that's his shed. And they'd kind of look <laughs> at me and be like, and I'm like, yep, that's his shed right there. Good old Spencer yeah. boy. Um, no. Yeah. I'll probably, I'll probably go with dead to me just because they, they really pulled the, the identical twin thing which is i mean that has to be one of the most ridiculous plot points trope. ever um it's a horrible trope yeah it's god awful so uh probably dead to me right now okay all right boys well that's it that's the tv episode is there anything uh we want to leave with before we wrap up here my dignity well no it's you don't have that anymore what's your favorite television show of all time community all time? hands down honestly i yeah it's great i think it's and i would like to thank listener of this show ryan uh not this ryan that i'm looking at but other ryan because i don't listen to the show he's the one who got me to watch it i watched it through season five and then i didn't watch it and i stopped and then last year i watched all the the whole thing i watched last season and i've watched it probably four times since you it's very good every time i I literally keep watching it yeah you're either watching the Padres, hockey, or <laughs> community. So, <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna go with Good Place. I think that's the oh, perfect. That's, that's like the perfect. That's really good. Contained story. I need to watch it. Yeah, that's really. Parks good. and Rec used to always be my favorite, but I think I think Good Place is better. See, but Parks thing, and Rec was my favorite. I also yeah. love Brooklyn Nine Nine. We have. I think the yet. Good Place is a better show, but Parks and Rec is so much more rewatchable. I would agree. I haven't um, even rewatched Good Place yet. I'd like. I to. have, and I died 
the yeah, it's tough. It's a hard show to watch because of how uh, that show feels like an HBO show. Honestly, it's um, so well done. Mike, Sh- well, Mike Shirt hacks is like we mentioned. That's Mike Sure is an EP oh, on that one. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, it's the leftovers. Yeah. Like, All right. No question. All right. Well, that uh, that wraps up our TV episode. I forgot to mention Girls. I love that show. Okay. Let's we know you love Girls. <laughs> I love Girls. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple of good shows that we forgot to mention in there, um, but there's Sports a lot of good. Center, team. MLB Tonight. Oh, well, Sports Center was huge. Yeah, Sports watch Center Girls. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> On right, HBO. We're gonna, we're gonna get out of Allison here. Williams. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Um, thank you all for listening. This has been a fun episode for us to do, and we hope you enjoy it listening to it. Um, you could always find us, of course, on our socials at RefundPod. And then find us on all your podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Executive producer, Dick Wolf.